Blog Talk Radio. It was very late at night. It was very late at night. I was sitting outside on a rock. As Stan said, I showed him the rock when he came to my home. And I was just thinking, what did I do? I was crying so my family wouldn't see me. And all of a sudden, I saw a light coming towards me. When I saw the light, I thought it was a car. Because in Romania and in Italy, they always try to run me over with cars. So I thought, they found me here too. But it was not a car. The light surrounded me. And out of the light I heard the same voice. It was the same angel. Dimitri, why are you so despaired? Why did you punish me so harshly? What did I do? Why couldn't you let me stay in prison? But my family would have had a home. I don't have a bed to let my head down on. Why was I brought here? Dimitri, I brought you to this country because this country will burn. So why did you bring me here to burn? Why didn't you let me die in jail in my own country? He said, Dimitri, be quiet. Get beside me. I don't know what the device was, but he pulled me beside him and he showed me all of California. Do you see what I've shown you? This is a Sodom and Gomorrah. Their sins have reached God and God has decided to punish them by fire. He came and showed me Las Vegas. This is a Sodom and Gomorrah and one day it will burn. He came and showed me New York. This is New York. This is a Sodom and Gomorrah. In one day it will burn. And then he showed me Florida. This is Florida. This is a Sodom and Gomorrah. And in one day it will burn. You've been listening to the Wake Up America message with Dimitri Dudeman. For a copy of this very important message, please go to our website at handofhelp.com. Never before in the history of our country has our nation been in more jeopardy than now. Please order a copy of the video Wake Up America at the handhelp.com website and get the warning out while we still have time. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth radio broadcast. I am, as always, uh, your humble host, Michael Boldia, and uh, we got this one in by the skin of our teeth. Uh, apparently, the interwebs aren't all they're cracked up to be. Uh, I guess uh, work ethic in uh, the you know intersphere is uh, as lacking as everywhere else. Uh, I, I may tell you a story later about how uh, well. Me and my brother made a mistake yesterday. Uh, there's a new uh, chicken outfit. Pardon me while I sip from my delicious beverage that opened up in town. It's it's a, it's a fast food joint. And uh, as uh, we were thinking about what we should consume, we decided we should go there since chicken's probably gonna go up in price shortly again. 
And uh, the other reason we decided we were going to go there is because it's, it just opened, so they're likely clean. I'm not going to hold out for cleanliness come next month. But now, eh, you know, we thought, hey, it'll be cleaner than it will be later. Uh, I, I guess they don't drug test anymore. I guess they don't understand uh, the basics of checking people's pupils anymore because uh, it was a very interesting experience. I don't know how you can afford drugs on, uh, you know, a fast food person's pay, but somehow they make it work because, oh boy, was it a doozy. Anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. Welcome to the program. Uh, I appreciate you being here. Uh, There's a lot of things uh, for us to talk about, as there always are, and um, I'm going to try to mesh them all together because there is a very distinct and disturbing picture that is uh, coming into focus. Uh, I, I think that the people in power... Uh, throughout the world are beginning to prepare themselves for uh, very angry citizenry. And the best way that you could uh, prepare yourself and even shield yourself from uh, angry voters is by labeling them either domestic terrorists or fascists or whatever. Uh, if, If Mr. Robinette Biden knew how to put two words together, and not incriminate himself and his son in criminal activity, excusing it all by saying, well, you know, if he wouldn't have gotten caught, uh, he'd be innocent. I, I, I like the logic of that, young sir. I really do. So, you know, if the dead hadn't voted, you wouldn't be president. That kind of thing. Kind of fun to do, you know. What if? We play the what if game all the time. But... Uh, It's getting serious. I know, I know. See, you should take courage from uh, your commander-in-chief because he has said that he is not afraid of Armageddon. Ha ha. So any of you chicken littles, any of you uh, scaredy cats that are afraid of Armageddon, just know Mr. Robinette Biden is not. Granted, he'd be a couple miles below ground uh, in some military base eating ice cream and watching the nation burn. But you're not president, so you got to go and roll with the punches. Only certain people can be saved from Armageddon. Mr. Robinette Biden, uh, even in his uh, deteriorated mental state, understands that he's one of those people. Granted, he's a puppet. Granted, all he does is poop in his diaper and eat ice cream and, you know, word salad a few things once in a while, where even those that are supposed to have his back and those that are supposed to prop him up goes, we can't defend this. How, how do we walk this back? The man is senile. It's, I, I'm, I'm waiting for him to pull a finger out of his pants and go, is this chocolate? How, how do we defend this? So even even uh, the Gestapo arm, the propagandists, the people that are supposed to shape uh, the minds of the young and old alike, are, are are having to walk back their support and go, I 
we we can't. I mean, there there's only so many things that you can you know wink at. There's only so many things you can ignore before it becomes uh, not just an elephant in the room. It becomes an elephant sitting on your chest. Uh, but back to the thing that we started with, because there's a point. The Germans, being the Germans, you know, uh, they, they, they were always uh, forward-thinking, uh, trendsetters, if you will. Uh, German state prime minister has uh, described those protesting that the country's car crash energy policy uh, as the beginning of a new fascist movement in the country. So if you have a problem with not having heat in your house, if you have uh, a problem with not being able to run your car, if you have a problem with not, you know, your kids doing their homework by candlelight, I understand some of you are Amish and you take offense to that. But if you are Amish, why are you listening to a radio program? I know everything is strange. However, uh, most people would rather have the electricity they pay for. Most people would rather be able to, you know, I don't know, uh, run their heat and run their AC and uh, run their food processor because they don't live in Gaba Luba Gaba Gaba or some other, you know, island nation who saw a white-skinned person for the first time three weeks ago. These are supposed to be civilized countries. These are supposed to be the tip of the spear of civilization. I know. If, if, if space aliens came down, and some of you listening are hoping that they do, talk about the aliens some more. Uh, they'd be like, this is the pinnacle of progress. Uh, you guys should time machine it back to the 60s when, like, you know, families were mom and dad and two kids that wore button-down shirts and went to church, and they got in their car and went to their local Dairy Queen and had a scoop of vanilla swirl. And the kid didn't stab the mom in the face because she wouldn't buy him testosterone pills. And the mom wouldn't get arrested because she was running hookup rings in the basement. But I digress. I know. See, I've had coffee. It's not even store-bought. It's, it's uh, a, a, another one of those Keurig pods. But what I do now, see, I know you, you may think it's wasteful, but it's not. My body is very attuned to caffeine. Meaning I fed it so much caffeine over the years, I need a lot of it for the synapses to start popping. So uh, instead of one Keurig pod per cup of coffee, I make the small coffee and I do two Keurig pods for one cup of coffee. And that apparently hikes up the caffeine enough where yours truly uh, is, is like a cat that just got woken up by a, a blaring horn. Anyway. Bodo Ramelu. I love that name. I think that if I ever have a son, I will likely name him Bodo. Uh, the Prime Minister of uh, Thuringia, who is a member of the far-left Dailinka Party, described what he saw as an ever more unified populist right in the country 
as being the embryonic stages of a new fascist movement in the country. Well, if you think it's just the embryonic stages now, imagine when they don't have food to eat. I know, fascists. How dare you come out in public and point out the fact that your governing class is absolutely clueless and mentally checked out, trying to squeeze as much euros out of your coffers as they can before they run off to Ibiza with a 21-year-old Ukrainian model. How dare you? How dare you point out their incompetence? How dare you point out their failures? How dare you go, hey, my kids are doing their homework by candlelight, and I hunted a rat this morning for breakfast. What gives? If you dare say anything, know that Mr. Bodo Ramelou thinks that you are part of a fascist movement. And you know what we do to fascists? That's right. Look at those old people singing hymns in front of abortion mills. That's an example right there. That's what we do to fascists. You're 87-year-old. You have two artificial knees and a bad hip. You, You haven't chewed a piece of meat in the last 23 years because your dentures don't fit right you 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 actually got somebody to give you a ride to an abortion meal you stood there and go i'm just gonna sing a hymn maybe it'll stir someone's heart you fascist how dare you how dare you want to save the life of a baby you absolute fascist you need to be re-educated It comes as other politicians and officials in the country blame right-wing extremism for growing political unrest in the country, which appears to be, in reality, driven by the country's energy and cost-of-living crisis. Yeah, see, you you can call it whatever you want. The reason people don't get involved as uh, you know the cool kids like to say you got to get involved man you got to get down to your your community level and get involved and plant a garden and like do the peace sign and take a flower and put it in a gun barrel all that gets thrown out the window when people don't have food to eat when they don't have heat when they don't have gas when they don't have electricity you, you again some of you and i love you because I understand, I, this is, this is the, the bubble in which you were raised for the better part of your life. You, you haven't seen true atrocity because it's been America. Even back in the 70s with the, with, the, with the gas shortage, people still made do. But you've never seen true famine. You've never seen true hunger. You've never seen the potential of, of a human being becoming an animal. We're seeing it in the news more and more often. I mean, I'm so, I understand Nancy Pelosi and her spark of divinity being in the you know, bosom of everyone. But you've got to be a special kind of monster to take a brick and just smash an old woman across the face to steal her purse in which she had $2.73 and, and a half pack of lifesavers because she likes to suck on them for fresh breath. But see, this is, this is the thing that... that Ah, even even Christians among us, I, I will give you the benefit of the doubt and call them Christians among us. 
they, they still like to paint with this brush where, well, you know, our side isn't any different. We're starting to see just how disturbed these people are. Have you heard about the L.A. City Council uh, members just uh, talking uh, about Jews and Armenians and black people, the, the little negritos, as they were called? I know. But, you know, if, if Dr. Jill Biden... Uh, called uh, Mexican soft tacos or chicharrones or chimichangas or something. Why can't this lady, those little negritos? And now, I, I grew up in a Mexican neighborhood in L.A. Uh, negrito can be interpreted uh, in various ways when referring to a certain ethnicity, and none of it is nice. We're not going to get into that, but it's one thing to broad brush an entire race of people and whether they're Jewish, Armenian, or black, say there's the whole lot of them. And it's another to point out the nefarious types and go, yeah, he shouldn't be on the street. He's smacking old ladies over the head with bricks. Why is he on the streets? Why did you release him for not bail? And the 87 year old is still in jail because they sang a hymn. Huh? I know. The land of the free and home of the brave. Let freedom ring, ring a ding ding. Uh, back to uh, Das Germans. I know. See, because if uh, the people are catching on to your uh, game, if the people are realizing that you've led their nation uh, into just absolute disaster, there is still one escape for you. And that is to call them fascists. Well, you know, that's, that's how them fascists do. Fascists complain about everything. No food, no heat, no electricity, no lights. Pretty soon, no jobs. You're a fascist. Just shut up and take it. If you would have listened, and you would have gotten your jab, and you would have gotten your boosters, you'll... You'd, you'd probably be dead from heart failure by now, and you wouldn't mind no heat and no, you know, food. So it's your fault. There you go. Now, I know some of you get my humor. I realize some of you don't, and you get all apoplectic. I don't care. Pretty soon, we're all going to be on the Venezuela diet. Remember eight months ago or so, we talked about it? The average Venezuelan's down like 30 pounds. I, it's, I, you know what, I, I, I think the, the big boy clothes and the big girl clothes, you know, the plus size, just, just clothes for fatties. I know, I know it doesn't roll off the tongue, but that's what they are. I think they're going to be hurting for business in about a year because uh, uh, the Venezuela diet's coming to a home near you, in a store near you. And uh, we may have to rebrand it and call it uh, the American diet. You've always wanted to see your ribs through your skin. Now here's your chance. Thanks, Biden administration. I've been trying for years to lose that last 150, 200 pounds. And now being able to go to the store and not afford anything except for, you know, some gum. I've lost 110 pounds in six months. 
Thanks, Joe. See, the, the commercials write themselves. And I know you're thinking, Mike, come on, it can't be that bad. Well, consumer prices surge higher than expected. I know it's become a running theme, hasn't it? Everything is either higher than expected. Remember when inflation was transitory? Oh, we don't expect it to be sticky. No, inflation's not going to be sticky. It's going to be transitory. That's what we were told. Well, guess what? It's so sticky you get stuck in it. You're, you're, You're like the dinosaurs in the tar pits in La Brea. You're stuck, baby. Welcome to Inflation 2022. Prices paid by U.S. households surged higher in September as a wide range of goods and services became, ding, ding, more expensive. Somebody told you. They say to you, hey, it's not going to be good. The price will go, go up and up and up again. If you're looking to buy a car, a boat, a skidoo, a forerunner, wait a couple of months, you're going to get some great deals. Because I don't know about you, but if you've been driving around uh, any neighborhoods in your state, you see that a lot of people have a lot of toys on the lawn with for sale signs. Have you noticed that? I, it's, I drive a relatively empty patch of dirt from uh, my, my home to the office. It's, it's, uh, just, it's a highway. There's not a lot of homes on the left or right. But people bring their stuff out on the side of the highway and put for sale signs. I could have bought a bass boat today. I could have bought a jet ski. I could have bought a snowmobile, two four-wheelers, a truck. Man, I could have gone home and, and, and just had an entire, you know, entertainment melange from a, what, 10-mile drive. So those things uh, are going to be affordable. I don't know if anyone will be looking for that. Because, again, empty stomachs don't make for good entertainment. Your stomach isn't growling and you go, hey, you know what I feel like doing? Forerunnering. Taking a dirt bike out in the dirt and just... I know. I've never done it. I... What do you mean you've not, you're not a real man? I, I don't do those things. I like, I like cars with four wheels and airbags. You know, I, I, I think my guardian angels have a hard enough time keeping me alive. I don't want to stress them. Back to the story. I know. It's fascinating how my mind works. And some of you go, why am I listening to this? It's almost 30 minutes in. He hasn't said anything other than thanks, Joe Biden, for making me lose weight. And here I am still listening. That's the magic of this program. He said magic, Martha. I told you something wasn't right. There you go. Can't please everybody. I didn't mean real magic. I, I, I meant the kind of magic where people believe they're a different species or a different gender. Anyway, back to prices. They rose 8.2% compared with a year earlier. The latest consumer price index showed on Tuesday. 
evidence that the price stability sought by the Federal Reserve remains an elusive and distant destination. Translation. Because you're asking yourself, what does it mean? Well, what it means is this. Next time the Fed meets, they're going to raise interest rates again. Uh, the average mortgage is what, up to 7%, 6.8, something like that? I know it was horrible, the tweets you had to, to, to hear somebody else read out loud, but you could get a mortgage for under 3% back then. That was awesome. I know, you're thinking to yourself, boy, aren't I glad the dead came out of their graves and voted for a diaper wearer? Look at us. We're going to be nice and trim and poor. We're going to own nothing and, and, and be happy about it. This is going to be great. And because they know this is where we're headed, because they already know what their ultimate goal is, they're already wagging the dog and calling people that aren't happy about being slaves to the state fascists. Joada Patchist. Don't be a patches. Just shut up and roll up your sleeve and take your shot. Go home and sit in your basement and, and, you know, get heart arrhythmia. Just do what you're told. Because if you step out of line, you're, you're part of a new fascist movement. Granted, it's just in the embryonic stages, but once people start to starve, there's going to be no embryonic about it. People are going to be angry. I know you're not allowed to be angry, though, because the people that you elected into office, the people that are supposed to serve the people and, and work at the behest of the people, those people think they're your lords. Those people think they're your kings and queens. And if you don't submit and if you don't obey, well, then you're a fascist. If you don't fall in line, if you don't do exactly as they say when they say it, well, look out, embryonic as your movement might be, you're still a part of a fascist movement. It comes as other politicians and officials in the country blame right-wing extremism from... I know we jump from one to the other. We're going to go back to that one because I, I, I want to talk about the CPI. It's important. Consumer price index. You are a consumer. I am a consumer. I buy things, whether it's to feed my kids or to make their sweaty clothes smell good, i.e. downy, extra soft. Uh, I'm a consumer. We all are. You can't, unless you're Amish and self-sustained, God bless you, but we're all consumers. And so it's important for all of us to know what's happening. It comes as other politicians and officials in the country blame right-wing extremism for growing political unrest in the country. Yes, that's what it is. Right-wing extremism is making people angry. And when they had money in their pocket and when they had food on their table, apparently right-wing extremism did not exist. Fears in reality to be driven by the country's energy and cost of living crisis. Ding, ding. Itself the creation of years of political mismanagement at the hands of the German elite. What, you thought there were only the U.S. had elites? Now, look, I, 
their elites are named Bodo Ramelow. Our elite wears diapers. So even, even our elites aren't really elite. Somehow they managed to claw their way to a seat of power. And you know what? Uh, they're they're going to they're gonna start repeating what Charlton Heston said. From my dead cold fingers will you get this power back. And you know what? Seeing the way things are going, uh, you know, I, 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 I wouldn't put any thoughts and ideas in people's heads at this juncture is all I'm going to say about that. I know, but Donald Trump's so evil. I, there's, there's people still beating that drum. Get over it. I, I understand it's you were emotionally scarred and whatnot, but there's bigger fish to fry. And some people out in the ether are realizing this, and so they're 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 switching narratives. They're switching targets, as it were, because uh, the last couple of news cycles, it's not the big orange man that is so bad anymore. It's guys like Ron DeSantis and Jim Jordan. Those people are the true face of Hitler. And that's the problem with the other side. They don't look, they, they go from zero to 60 and, and, and there, there's no changing gears in between. Either you're Hitler or you're not. And most people are sitting there going, hold on a minute, but how are they Hitler? It doesn't matter. Just, just say they are, but I can't, I can't do that. Give me a reason. And of course, the reason always is because we say so. And if you don't toe the line and if you don't do what you're told, if you don't obey, we're going to make a ruin out of your life. We're going to take everything away and you'll be begging us to toe the line. See, you know who used to work that way? Uh, the communists, the inept regime that ruled Romania for decades. They knew they weren't the smartest kids in the class, but they could be the most vicious kids in the class. And they made examples out of those that did not toe the line. They made examples out of those that resisted. And the examples were so public and so destructive for the individuals that it caused others to just herp, keep their mouth shut. With those looking to protest the current German government being previously slammed as enemies of the state, Ramelau has now taken to comparing protesters to a new fascist movement. Remember when I told you at some point they're going to start calling American citizens Russian sympathizers? Who was it uh, Mr. Robinette Biden threatened last week? Oh, the Saudis. He, he outright, because they refused to pump more oil, he outright threatened the Saudis. You know, oh, you're going to pay for that. Just, just ask Corn Pop. Now, <laughs> the Saudis, they, I'm, I'm sorry, there's nothing you can threaten the Saudis with. And uh, Saudi Arabia now comes out and condemns Biden's insults. 
<laughs> and this, I guarantee you, I promise you, this is a dig at the current administration in a way that is far-reaching. They rejected halting oil production slash until after midterms. So now you understand, they, the Saudis just revealed what this administration's game plan is. Do, do you understand that? They want to, to, to hold this thing together with, with scotch tapes and popsicle sticks until after the midterms. They went and they begged the Saudis not to halt their oil production until after the midterms because their entire focus, their entire purpose, the thing they live and breathe for isn't the American people or the well-being of the nation. It's power. They just want to win in November. They need another two years to complete their deconstruction of this nation. And I'm assuming that somewhere in the hierarchy of this administration, somebody's getting a good tongue lashing because they emptied the reserves sooner than they ought to have. Because the prices of gas dipped, everybody breathed a sigh of relief, and now guess what happened in? Beep, 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 beep. Back to five bucks it goes. I filled my tank for three ninety eight at the Costco. Now the Costco is charging four seventy two again. Something is amiss. Indeed, if we had more reserves, we'd tap them just to get through the midterms. I'm telling you, after the midterm elections, it's going to get very bleak on very many levels in this country. Right now, it's it's. I look. If you got kids, have them cover their ears. Yada yada. This may seem a wee bit crude. But have you ever been on a long drive and and you felt as though you needed to go to the bathroom and you got stubborn about it and you passed one exit, then the other, and then you see the sign that says next rest area, 42 miles. And then you have to just uh, clench your teeth and hold it for another 42 miles. Right now, they're, they're, they're past being able to do anything to affect November. If they'd realized what was happening early enough, which, of course, you know, I understand we're too busy celebrating transgenderism and queerness to, to notice what's going on globally. But they would have opened the pipeline. They would have allowed drilling. They would have done a few things six, eight months ago that would have reaped benefits for them and their party today. Now it's too late for that. They've passed by every exit, and they've got 42 miles to go. And now they're just clenching their teeth, hoping they make it. But there's not much they can do about it. There's no more oil reserves to tap into to lower gas prices again. The Saudis just, I, I, I understand, you know, he's a great negotiator, I mean, they they asked them at the Baskin-Robbins, Mr. President, do you want one scoop or two? And he said, you know what? Come on, man. Give me one and a half scoops and I'll pay you for one. 
And the boy behind the counter at the Baskin Robbins winked and said, I got you, Mr. President. And he thought, it'll be that easy with the Saudis. We talked about what the Saudis do for fun. Human dismemberment is a gory business. It's not as though you drain all the blood out first and then you start hacking away at the body parts. There's, there's, there's viscous and blood and, 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 you know, organ juice and things that you have to contend with. They dismembered a guy in their own embassy and then went out for falafel. So if you think that Joe Biden can intimidate people like that, I don't know what to tell you. The best he could have gotten was mockery, and that's what he got. However, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of Saudi Arabia issued an outrage statement Thursday condemning the White House without naming any official in particular, proclaiming that Riyadh supported an OPEC decision to cut oil production by 2 million barrels a day because it had decided to side with Russia in the ongoing Ukraine war. So now the Saudis are Russian sympathizers. You're a Russian. You're a Russian. Everyone's a Russian. It's like Oprah back in the day giving away cards. The extensive statement also mentioned rumors first reported in the Wall Street Journal that the leftist administration of President Jose Biden, or as he is known and beloved, by the dead the nation order over uh, Joe Biden, uh, had attempted to convince Saudi officials to delay any oil production cut until after the midterm elections. All right. So, uh, this is so stupid. Why would you show your hand? Look, if you're going there, to negotiate, you don't show your hand and then insult the people. You offered them nothing. I promise you, if Joe Biden would have uh, first come out with sanctions against Iran, which uh, are a nuisance for the Saudis, and then gone to the Saudis and said, hey, you know, we'll buy some more oil off you. The thing with the Russians, that's eh, going to take a minute. How about you sell us some more oil? But you have this doofus just fist bumping the, the, the Saudi prince and then go, come on, man. I just, I just need a couple months. I need a month, a month. Just get us past the, the, the midterms. You're assuming that these people want you in power, A. And you're assuming that they're, they're, they're cowed by your title to do as you ask. You never show your hand. You never telegraph like that. Especially if you're trying to negotiate. I can't. Look, people, we're in trouble. These are, these are the best and brightest we got. Might as well go take the jab and hope for heart failure. <laughs> oh, the extensive statement also mentioned rumors first reported in the Wall Street Journal that the leftist administration of President Joe Biden, Julito Chimichanga, had attempted to convince Saudi officials to delay any oil production cut until after the midterm elections. 
While the Foreign Affairs Ministry neither confirmed nor denied that American diplomats had made the request, it rejected the idea as potentially having negative economic consequences. The statement adds that what is becoming a growing scandal for the Biden administration that began with Biden himself visiting Saudi Arabia and meeting Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, and then, uh, what was it, fist bumping him, yes. Look, you remember when the, when, when the big orange man went to visit some Middle Eastern countries? They put on a show for the guy, man. They, look, I don't care how you feel about him. Our enemies respected him. Because our enemies are smart enough to respect people they know to be dangerous. You had one guy come out, Joe Biden fist bump him. The guy smells his knuckles. And, ah, are you wearing a diaper? Did you check? What's that smell? And they go, no, we're not going to do what you ask us to do, you old feeble man. Go back to eating your ice cream. So, the statement adds that what is becoming a growing scandal for the Biden administration that began with Biden himself visiting Saudi Arabia and meeting with the Crown Prince Muhammad bin Salman, reportedly to urge him to increase Saudi Arabia's oil production. Biden enthusiastically denied that this was the objective of his visit in July. Yes, indeed. I went for the falafel. You know those little chicken skewers. I, I, I love those chicken skewers. Anyway, but neither he nor his officials ever clarified what the actual goal in traveling there allegedly was. He just wanted some fresh hummus. That's all. You got to go to Saudi Arabia to eat the hummus when it is fresh. According to this week's Wall Street Journal report, the Riyadh visit went so poorly for Biden that MBS decided to cut scheduled oil production increases after meeting with the American president. The report also claimed that Biden's officials had urged the Saudi government to pressure OPEC, a cartel that includes Russia, to wait until after the midterm elections to announce any production cuts keeping prices lower just in time for Americans to vote. That's right, because they don't want your vote because they deserve it. They don't want your vote because they want to help you out. They just want to put one over on you, pull the wool over your eyes. Hey, our, our citizens are dumb. Just keep the price low until after the elections. After that, we don't care. We're in power. And if any of them get uppity, if any of them start protesting, we'll just call them fascists. The Germans are doing it already. So the Saudis didn't play ball. And now guess what? They too are Russian sympathizers. Because we all know anyone who says yet to Joe Biden is a, a Russian sympathizer. Biden officials have dramatically announced the total re-evaluation of diplomatic ties with Saudi Arabia in the wake of the production cut and attempted to tie the decision to the Ukraine war, claiming that Riyadh had now taken sides against Kiev. 
Uh, the longer this drags out, uh, administration of Mr. Bidin, less and less people care whether they took sides with Kiev or not. You know what? The more expensive gas gets, the more expensive food gets here in the U.S. on U.S. soil, less and less people are going to care what's happening in Eastern Europe. I'm, this I know. Uh, who'd have thunk it? American prophetic. Because this is the way it works. See, people, people are concerned with their own little sphere of influence first, their own home, their own family, their own kids. Are they fed? Are they clothed? Do they have a roof over their heads? Can we afford the gas bill this coming winter? Can we fill the car and I don't, maybe drive 20 minutes and go see some trees? Whatever it is, people are concerned about their own first. But that's not the way it should be. There's no such thing as utopia. Even the people that get, oh, we're, we're, we're concerned about you. Those people are calling black people negritos and, 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 and demeaning Jews and Armenians and everything else. The people that are supposed to be the selfless bleeding hearts, the public servants. We just, we just serve the public endlessly and we don't get any thanks. How is it that you're driving a Bentley? Well, you see, my husband, he cuts the lawns. Nice. Well, there you go. Thank you for your explanation. <sighs> so, yes, the Saudis are now Russian sympathizers. I mean, if, if we want to be honest, they probably are. Look, I, the Russians, the Chinese, the Saudis, uh, there's a lot of countries back-channeling talks, and all of them have one target, and that is these United States of America. Now, look, if I say anything about John Fetterman, you'll say that I'm, you know, heartless. But I have to, I have to put this out there. Because if they push this one through, I mean, the guy had a stroke. He can't make, he, he, he's like Joe Biden word salady now. He just, you don't know what he's trying to say. If they can drag him across the finish line, and he wins his election, I'm waiting for them uh, to try to run somebody on a respirator out of their hospital bed. Because this is, this, is, this is just, this is basically saying this is how dumb we think you are, the average citizen, that you would vote for a man who can't put two words together and, and give him the elected office of senator. And then think that he has enough mental acuity to do what's best for you. I'm, I'm waiting for them to run somebody on a respirator. Just go in there and, and, and like, you know, weekend at Bernie's, lift up their hand and wave. And then just write out a handwritten sign, vote for me. Some people would. Because this is the level of intelligence the average American is displaying currently. I know... But you're in America. I am. That doesn't mean I have to, to, to dumb myself down to the average level. Look, the children of God are expected to be the most intelligent among their peers. They are expected to be the most intelligent among their co-nationals. 
So before you start, you know, my hot patriotic blood won't let me listen to you anymore. You called people dumb. Go to any Walmart. Walk through the aisles. And try to gauge the level of intelligence. I know, don't judge a book by its cover. However, if a book has Fabio on the cover dressed as a pirate with a swooning woman hanging on to his thigh, ah, there's a good chance that I know what the book's going to be about. Same thing with certain people having a certain look. Just saying. So, let's, let's not get into that because... Uh, you are not going to win this. I know you're so heartless. Oh my, I used to love to listen to you before I realized you're such a patriarchal misogynist and, and you don't care about stroke victims. I do. I, I think we should give stroke victims the best treatment we can give them. Even, you know, limitless ice cream bowls at the local Baskin Robbins for free on the taxpayer dime. But they shouldn't be in the Senate because they get to make decisions that affect my life, my wife's life, my kid's life, and their future. So I'd rather someone that knows their own name be elected to office. Just saying. So back to the CPI. I know you thought I forgot about it. Nope. Because it all congeals. We started with those dastardly fascists in Germany uh, daring to say that they're not happy about not having heat. If you think it can't happen here, you're fooling yourself. They, They tried to patch up this 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 gaping wound until the midterms you had you had an entire nation a nation that was once feared and the most powerful nation in the world beat your chest have to threaten the saudis not to decrease production and the saudis go i i don't think so i i'm not afraid of you i think we we were going to do one million barrel i think we are going to do two million barrel now uh, just, just for fun. <laughs> so, don't think it can't happen here, especially with the fact that the Fed is going to have to raise rates again. Less and less people are going to be able to afford getting into a home, and so the housing crisis have, hasn't even started. I mean, if, if you've got you know a couple hundred grand set aside be a great time to buy a home if you're still renting, but if you don't, you can't get near a mortgage anymore. People were barely making it at 3%. Imagine 7, 8, 10. I know, I know, back in the day, we paid 13. Yeah, but your home was also worth 50 grand. Right now, that same home is 450. So it's, it's, it's a wee bit of a difference paying 13% on a $50,000 loan and paying, you know, 10% on 450, 500. Do the math. I know. It's hard. What are you going to do? Core CPI, which strips out volatile food and energy prices. So the thing of it is this. The core CPI excludes energy and food. 
And even that rose 6.6% compared to a year ago. That is the highest rate of core inflation since 1982, surpassing the recent 6.4% highs hit in February and March. For the month, core prices were up 0.6%. Economists had expected the index to be 0.2% on a monthly basis and 8.1% compared to a year ago. Core CPI was forecast as rising 0.4% month-to-month and 6.5% compared to a year ago. So what this should tell you is this. Economists and experts know nothing. Period. From the beginning of this, they haven't gotten it right once. You're expecting them to get it right now? So... It's, look, there's, there's no way to look at this and be hopeful. And go, oh, it's a passing phase. It's, it's, it's not sticky. It's quite sticky. It, it's, it's so sticky you'd have to boil your hands to unsticky it. But have no fear. Our uh, fearless leader said, I he doesn't because you know I mean be, before he got into politics, uh, before uh, because look I understand why you would use your crack addict son as a cutout to make your money because I mean if you were so successful as a politician and then so successful as a business person, uh, people might wonder how big of a genius you are. So Mr. Robinette Biden said, I'm, I'm going to let Hunter handle the economics. Because, you know, when, when he has to haggle over, uh, you know, an eighth of crack, he's good at that economic stuff because apparently he always gets it. So he let Hunter handle the business side, and he focused on the political side. And you can see Joe Biden is president. But what you didn't know is that he was an economist before he became a politician. He doesn't like sharing that. You know, I mean, between being a war veteran, uh, winning Vietnam, flying Hueys, inventing the Internet with Al Gore, uh, you know, it would just be boastful to tell everyone he was an economist, too. So this was his thing. This is what he said as, as one who studies graphs and charts and uh, you know, economic cycles like nobody else. Mr. Robinette Biden said, I don't believe there's going to be a recession. But if there's going to be a recession, it's going to be an itty-bitty one. So he didn't want to overcomplicate it. He didn't want to use big words that go over your head. So just remember, If you're having an off day or an off week, an off month or an off year, you can take strength in the knowledge that, A, Mr. Robinette Biden does not fear the Armageddon, and B, if there does happen to be a recession, it'll be an itty-bitty one. So heads up, kids. 
Rising Phoenix time is just around the corner. Now, you know, I mean, and even if there is an Armageddon, it's been noted that it would be great to combat climate change. So you're halfway hoping for a nuclear holocaust because, well, then climate change won't be an issue anymore. So now you know the kind of people you're having to deal with in real life. Uh, If you think you're safe or things are going well, uh, I, you know, stay away from the fumes. Just my, my own piece of advice. Stay away from the fumes. With that, thank you all for listening. Thank you for being with us. May God bless you and keep you and guide you and protect you and give you wisdom to navigate this troublesome season. Until next week, hopefully we'll be here. Uh, be well. Gino, if you've got anything to say, the floor is yours. Amen. Thank you, Mike. Well, I reminded of Jeremiah 51, 8 to 15. God would have healed Babylon, but it would not be healed. And the issue with the United States, not only as Mike spelled out very clearly, we have a very incompetent president, and you can trickle that down all the way to the cabinet and and the the answer is God's no longer blessing the U.S. You can look at the weather. You can look at our agriculture. You can look at the leaders, the the stealing of elections, more than one. And God is pulling his hand away from America. And when you grieve God, you demand the killing of the preborn, even though that is no longer the law of the land. There's still many governors and leaders around America that would still demand we kill the preborn. And June was declared what? LGBTQ, whatever other uh, letters they want to use for this whole perversion month with gay parades all around the country demanding gay rights. It's it's where, you know, God says in Revelation 18, Babylon is fallen. That's the state right now of America. We've fallen. Although it is uh, persecution and what I would call uh, the, the attempt to demonize the far right or conservatives is causing a bit of a pushback now, finally, from people, Christians and conservatives. Problem being that Our nation as a whole has turned its back on God in in so many ways. And if Russia, not if, but when they attack the United States, I believe we won't even have any competent response to counter it. Because it's a scary thing to read about the effects of what happens what God showed Dimitri about America and the four areas that would be judged, it is definitely a, a, a very thorough judgment. See, you got to have God to be protected. you got to have God to watch the, the gates. And even our borders are open, wide open to terrorists. So it's not good. But again, 
We call on the Lord and we trust in the Lord for the hard times ahead. Thank you for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are all